1: Welcome once again to Series Linked in association with Paddy Power. I'm TV journalist Emma Bullymore and I'm joined, as always, by Mark Jeffries from The Mirror. Today we're joined by BAFTA-winning actor Jason Watkins to tell us all about his new drama as well as his roles in The Crown and Line of Duty. I really love his work, so I'm excited about that. And of course, me and Jeffers will be leaving you with some top telly tips for the week ahead. You're listening to Series Linked, the podcast for TV fans, by TV fans. Jeffers, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. I had a moment of
2: clarity on the way here today. I just thought there's not one show that everyone's watching, but I feel lots of people are still moaning on Twitter about, oh, this show's not very good, that show's not very good. So my advice would be this week is just if you're not if you're not into something, give it a go, but maybe one episode, then just go to something else. We've we've recommended loads of stuff recently, and it's all now playing out on screen. So you know, Flesh and Blood, if if you'd like that. Go For it, binge. If you don't like it, you've got The Stranger, you know, you've got The Split, second series, you've got Liar next week. There's loads of really good TV out there.
1: Inside and number nine.
2: Inside number nine. Intelligence, you recommend it. So there's lots of really good stuff, and it's not for everyone. So rather than just moan about it, what I would say is give lots of stuff a go, and, and then you're going to find the right thing. That, that's my advice this week.
1: You've come back from your holiday with a new outlook on life. I'm energized, I feel new energized. Optimism. I'm loving this, Jeffers. <laughs> right, this Sunday we'll see the start of a new crime drama. There's quite a few around, but I think this is a good one called McDonald and Dodds. Now, Jeffers, you went solo for this.
2: Yeah, it was really, it was good fun. I wish you were good here, fun. but it, it was good fun. It was, you know, well, hopefully you enjoy it. You can you can have a listen though.
1: You mean you weren't distressed by my absence? This is gutting. Uh Jeffers went to catch up with Jason Watkins, who is a brilliant actor. Go and look up the Lost Honour of Christopher Jeffries if you haven't seen it, which he won his BAFTA for. Brilliant stuff. Jason told Jeffers more about McDonald and Dodds and about his career.
3: I think the first thing I just wanted to do was the characters. A really good, really three-dimensional, funny character and a bit like Columbo. That's definitely a reference. And I think what I liked about it was that there was, it was a, a genre crime drama thing, but it had a bit of humour in it. And I thought, well, that's interesting.
2: And the writer, Robert Murphy, he actually mentions Columbo, I think, and he referenced Jonathan Creek and said he was kind of nostalgic for those kind of shows. For me, it reminds me a bit of, of Midsummer Murders or Death in Paradise in there as well. Yeah. How, how would you kind of describe it?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of all, all those shows. And I think, uh, you know, Robert's got a track record in writing stuff like this. I mean, he's done, he's done so Stellar and, you know, DCI Banks. And so he knows the two-hour... Uh, format of uh, these kind of things, detective two-hour jobs like Morse, etc. So it's a sort of nod to all those, uh, but it's got this sort of really rather wonderful central relationship in it of McDonald and Dodds. That's why it's called McDonald and Dodds. Um, and, you know, I'm playing opposite Tyler Gavire who plays uh, McDonald. and they're very, very different from different worlds and they're put together and uh, I really like that and I just uh, really wanted to get hold of this particular... Character.
2: Let's talk about your character, DS Dodds. He's a bit of a ditherer, isn't he? He's he's, <laughs> he's been sort of passed over. It feels like for a long time, and he, he yeah, he, yeah. Tell me about him.
3: Well, I mean, I, it's funny because I I've got a young family, and and I think I'm viewed a little bit like Dodds, that I'm a bit slow, you know. And I take ages to get out the house, and I left my keys, and oh, I think I got my watch. There's my favourite hat. I need to put that on. So you know, I'm I'm sort of analog man. And really, this is just straight into this. Uh, Dodds is very like that, you know. Plus ten, you know. So there's a lot of you in Dodds. You mean. Well, sadly, I mean, my wife will tell me that, and uh, and my kids certainly, you know. So um, yeah, not quite up to speed in the modern world. Occasionally, other areas, I, I kind of think I am. Yeah, he's kind of, you know, he's a he's sort of not a career police officer. He's a sort of technician, and he's done really well in his uh, kind of in the sort of he 'll never go up the ranks that 's the thing about it He'd Be good at his job and he's spent sort of ten eleven years behind a desk doing cold cases and then he 's sort of thrust into, into the field is the limelight he 's had sort of sink or swim in a way and I think that the the uh, his, his superiors want him to sink uh, but he finds a way of swimming and he's kind of you know he 's got this rather brilliant brain that's kind of thinks in a different way, which is a perfect compliment to Tala who's a much more career driven. Uh, character so yeah he's um and he's very like Columbo in that respect you don't you think is he is he that he doesn't get he's completely out of his depth. what's he doing he's got no idea and then he'll say something go hang about and he you know he puts the he's got this weirdly got this sort of quiet inspiration to him but he's not the kind of guy that sort of shouts and screams and you know says that he's you know he doesn't bang his own drum
2: and a word for Tala, she plays DCI MacDonald. Um, it's her first big TV role, really, isn't it? Yeah. So quite a bit of pressure on her, I
3: guess. What, what was she like to work with? Well, she was, she was just amazing in the audition. There were, I mean, it's quite humbling, actually, when you're at this end of the thing sometimes, when you having and which I still do, where you spend your time, you know, going in and meeting people and trying to do your best in your kind of, you know, reading scripts or learn, you know, learning it and going in, smashing it and trying to get the job. Uh, it's interesting being occasionally, which I do, when you're on the other side and you watch all these people come in, young actors come in and see how hard they prepared, see how the work they've put in. Uh, and Tala was, you know, she was wonderful. There were great actresses who came in, but she really got it. She got the sort of, the power of the the part because she has to have this kind of attack and speed, which contrasts with my sort of you know slowness and dodginess. so uh so she had that in in you know in spades and just just you know smashed it immediately and had this sort of humor so as well, so she can play comedy and she can play the sort of weight as well, which is what was needed, and then that sort of grew as we began to make it, you know so we're very very lucky to have her.
2: How does that kind of feel? You, you're obviously on board by that by that stage, and you've got these people coming in, and I guess yeah. depending on five or twenty minutes of you guys working together decides the fate of that person. Is, is, does yeah, it feel I mean, strange? And, you
3: know, I mean, you think about big shows like you know, other shows, you know, like Friends, you know, whatever. People going in, and that's how you spend a lot of your time as an actor. You know, and it's it's tough, and particularly if you're young, you've got to be very robust and um, yeah, you, you have to just go in and then just forget about it, put it behind you and hope that you it works out. Um, yeah, it's, it's a strange place to be, but, I mean, once Tyler got on set and, you know, it all started to, it's about, you know, we all need confidence to, to work in front. Even Stanley Skarsgård was talking about this the other day, you know, about how part of it is being able to put your fears aside and be able to really create and, and perform in front of the camera. And so, you know... I think probably I'd be fair to say that, you know, watching Tyler's sort of commitment and energy is something that is quite inspiring to other people, you know.
2: And do you guys get to um, practice much beforehand? I, th- I think one of the real strengths of, the, of this piece is your relationship. That, like you say, there's good humour between you. Are you able to build that up, or is that something that's built up on set? How does it work? Yeah,
3: well, it just... I think it it's in the... You know, part, obviously, it's partly in the script, and you are partly. I mean, it's in the script, but then you want to get that off the page and just, you know, and it's it's just trying to enjoy it, really. And uh, and having a similar sense of humour perhaps really works as well, you know, and it evolves throughout the, the course of making it. And I suppose in many ways, you know, you have to sort of fight your corner sometimes. Say, well, I, you know, occasionally think, you know, the schedule is, you can be quite, you know, you have to, it can be quite demanding. So you have to make sure and fight that you've got those moments because, you know, I think that, that's one of the great strengths of the show is that there's this central relationship is, I think is what, along with the sort of classic It and our sort of great cast that we're getting in, um, that that's the thing that will sustain it, you know, hopefully.
2: And did you get to speak to any real police? Could, could, could Dodds be real? Could he have been sort of on, on in the background for 10, 11 years back yeah. in an office?
3: Yeah. I mean, that was the thing because, you know, I, uh, I did do. I always do my research, you know. I did even for for much grittier shows. This is a lighter look at, you know, uh, police and crime, and you know, it's you know, it's a nod to midsummer murders and and to crime novels and all that sort of thing. And that's that's the sort of boat in which we're sort of sh- sailing in. And I think uh, I've done like Line of Duty, and I went to see a forensic office, you know, forensic coordinator, uh, and other crime stuff I've done, you know, like the Lost Honour of Christopher Jeffries. You know, I met all the real people. Um, and so, yeah, he's very much. Cause I was trying to think. Well, how can this guy suddenly found this sort of late Indian summer in his career? Is this late blooming? How does that happen? I said, you could, you know, have been it behind a desk for a long time working on cold cases, and then you know you're sort of. Um, he may have wanted to get a, a promotion late on in his life because he thought, "Well, oh, I'm going to either I'm going to do it now or I'm not." So that's one theory, but I think. Uh, yeah, he'd put, he'd put himself up yet again for a promotion and was not turned down ten times. And yet this time it worked. And I think, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Ah, I've actually got to do it now.
2: And you mentioned Line of Duty. Um, you obviously were the forensic expert in that, Tim field. Is filming something like this compared to Line of Duty, is it very different or because they're both police shows and drama, is it, is it similar or how does it
3: work? They're very different, really, I think it's fair to say. Although, they, you know, they obviously were playing policemen... You know, you know, line of duty is a lot is bound a lot by. St- it's real, but there's a style to it. You know, and there's a style in the way you perform it. It's like, what we call, uh, like flat and fast, really. And I think Jed McCurry was saying, you know, you, he doesn't want uh, too much inflection, too much interpretation. It's the same actually with shows like W One A or the other side of it, the comedy element. That's flat and fast because the writing. In those, in those uh, shows, are, they're sort of king. I'm not saying that, you know, Robert's work is brilliant in this, but it works in a different way. So with this show, it's letting the sort of relationship breathe between the two of you and kind of having a, keeping your comic sensibility open whilst fulfilling the sort of imperative and energy of the kind of the crime that you're trying to solve, the puzzle that you're trying to solve. So that's the dynamic within that. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of recognising what you're in as much as what you're doing.
2: And do you have fond memories of working on Line of Duty? Do you, do you still watch it now?
3: Yeah, I was a massive fan before. So it's a real thrill. A bit, a bit like you know Inside Number Nine. I was a huge fan of those guys, you know, uh, Reece and, and Steve. So when you suddenly find yourself in one, uh, <laughs> it's so sort of slightly weird for uh, for a, a couple of days. Well, it's probably about, a, you know, halfway through the scene and then you're like, OK, I'm fine now. Um uh, yeah, that was that was a real thrill. But again, it's working out how you get how we going to do this, you know. So um, uh, yeah, that that's such a, a great show. And W one A was yeah, that was that again. That was a real thrill.
2: And people are also going to know you from the Crane. You, you're fantastic in that as Harold Wilson. You've made a lot of films as well. I wonder is that more like being in a film? We see so much quality, and you can see the expense almost dripping off the screen in terms of the budget. Is yeah. that is that a different way to play things yeah. again?
3: It's very like a film. I mean, it's yes, yeah, a huge crew. I mean you know the thing about that those that shows that when you know i've worked with Olivia before, so I did most of my stuff with her, and you know she's very down to earth and you know and she's so and i think when you when you do when you're in something that you're really i mean I like working i mean i like I like exploring scenes you know there's kind of there's a sort of thrill in really making something happen with the other actor and you know that's we were this was happening in mcdonald's as well in a different way but you know you want it to be the best that it can be and there's a sort of a thrill attached to that in some respects and also um unusually a word that probably (laughs) maybe shouldn't be used that that but it's you have to quite brave about it you know really so you know you want to come up with something that's really really good and uh so with the everyone let's say within the crown uh in contrast to the scale of it, there's quite a little family of people making this show, you know. It's quite a smallish family of the director and the supporting people. They're the people that you you, you keep close. And, you know, it was uh, uh, very nurturing despite its scale, you know.
2: And some of the scenes you've got, you mentioned Olivia, they're, they're fantastic, the chemistry is great. There's almost like an anti-chemistry because, you know, the Queen doesn't really like your character. Is that something start, you, you yeah. kind of build up? Is that how do you kind of... Do you, do you practice that a lot or like you say do you try and do you try and keep a lot of people off set and just go for it
3: oh you just i mean you just uh the yeah she had her which is all there in the in the first episode where they meet you know she has her preconceptions about him and he has preconceptions about her and gradually they're sort of dispelled and you know they're proved otherwise and you know uh yeah i mean it's uh once you know what the game is you know you can enjoy playing it and uh and yeah well I mean, it, was just, it was just a joy and nice to play be able to privilege to play you know uh Harold wilson as well you know to be able to do the impersonation and all that business yeah to do it the best you can you know <laughs> and uh, so you know exciting
2: and is there a role you're proudest of you won, you obviously won the bafta back for the christopher Jeffries in 2015 but is there a role you kind of look at in your career and that you're you're proudest of
3: well i mean that that one uh, you know that was yeah that was lucky in that that uh, you know not only I worked so hard on that I really enjoyed enjoyed it and uh it was nice to be recognized for the work that I did so that Do you mean in terms of the research you worked really yeah, hard on? I did or- lots of research and you know lots of uh you know the case was you know it's a particular the case was very disturbing, upsetting, and so you had a duty of care, perhaps, for the family of Gina Yates, and you know, so you wanted to do it the best you could, and you know, if you could, you know, using them, you know, having the, having their daughter as the sort of emotional heart of the piece, you, you know, there was, a, as I say, a sort of duty of care, and one way that you could prove to them that you were, you cared about what happened to her and how, how she died. Uh, And a way of remembering, in a way, is to do your job the best you can. And I really feel that. And everybody who worked on that felt the same way. Uh, So, and it was set in, obviously, it it happened in Bristol. So all the crew were from Bristol and all, you know, so there was a a construct around that. So I'm most proud of that. But, you know, there's lots of other stuff for other reasons, you know. I quite like the character played in Confetti, you know. Um, you know, that movie, I had a lot of fun with that, you know, and I enjoyed the improvisational nature of that.
2: And you're doing another real life thing. I think that's the next one coming up would be Des it? the three-part drama for ITV. Um, You're playing, I mean, there's an incredible cast, you, Daniel Mays and David Tennant. I mean, brilliant, isn't it?
3: Yeah, they're they're just, um, I've worked with David a few times now. I'm just about to go and work with him again, actually, in South Africa, doing uh, Around the World in 80 Days. Uh, But, Uh, And Danny, I've worked with uh, before on a show called Funland years ago when he was a lot younger, and you know, but he's actually not changed that much. But he's brilliant, isn't he? And they're both exceptional actors. And um, I think the thing about uh, yeah, that show's really great. It's uh, and it's very difficult to what to MacDonald and Dodds. It's you know, it's based on a real, obviously Dennis Nielsen. He is the most prolific serial killer in British criminal history. And I play uh, a uh, biographer who had, around the time of the murders in 1978, was a royal biographer. So he, as this case unfolded on the television, he became interested in it. And he asked if he could go and interview him. So he went and interviewed Dennis Nielsen while Danny Mays... Uh, Detective Inspector Jay was, Chief Inspector, was uh, interviewing him as well. So this is weird sort of parallel interview thing going, when I'm trying to really understand why he committed the crimes. Equally horrified as to uh, why he did it, but wanted to know under- uh, how he did it and all that, but he wanted to understand the psychology. And Danny's character perhaps just wants to make sure that he goes, he's, you know, banged up, you know. So... It's this little triangle between those, but it's you know it's a shocking case, but it, it's a, it's a really great script.
2: And David's obviously playing the serial killer, so presumably quite a lot of intense scenes between you got you and him and, and yeah. Danny and him.
3: Yeah, I think there's one. I'm trying to think. There's lots of. I there's never a scene between the three of us apart from in court. There's a classic court scene at the end. And we don't really interact in that. But they're really, yes yeah, scenes between me and David or scenes between me and, and Danny and lots between Danny and David, obviously. Yeah, they're really... Yeah, you spend, I don't know, a couple of six pages long scenes, you know, like maybe five, six-minute scenes. They're always the best, though, I find, because they get... You can really get... I mean, look at Line of Duty. has got those long scenes, you know, 15 minutes where it's like a little play, and there's, they're, they're like that. Once you get over the hump of really... Getting on top of it or being, being, uh, it's starting to sort of work between you. It's, yeah, th- th- that's real thrill. Yeah, lots of very intense and rather disturbing along the way.
2: And to bring it back to the present, to this week, uh, we've got McDonald's and Dodds, obviously. we've only got two episodes at this stage, um, two hour episodes. I mean, there's got to be some, some appetite for some more. Would you like to do some more?
3: I really hope that audiences connect with it. Uh, as I say, you know, we, we've done two, two hours, uh, And they're little films within themselves. But, you know, through it is this central relationship, which I hope and I think that audiences will want to see more of. And uh, I'd certainly like to play my... um, my, my Dodds he doesn't got a first name yet it's a bit like Morse so I've, I've thought of a few, I think there's a rather an obvious one for Dodds which uh, but I'll let, I'll let audiences and listeners work out what that might be but yeah I, I really hope that we do more of them you know? um, and will you watch
2: the show on Sunday night and will, will you read all the reviews how do you kind of look at things when, when they go out
3: yeah I will watch it I mean I've seen it I've seen it a couple of times and you always, when you watch it. For the, well, I'm speaking for myself, when you watch it for the first time, you're always thinking, "Oh God, have I got away with this?" And you know, it sounds perhaps sounds surprising, but you, you know, you you want it. You're just keen for it to work. You know, I'm not at all blasé about. You know, I really want the work I do to work and uh, and for it to connect with audiences. So then, the second time you watch it, you think, "Okay, fine, I'm I'm fine, and it's great." And then you can look more sort of. Uh, seeing, seeing the thing as a whole, and then and enjoy it. Frankly, and I think yeah, I will have uh, my wife and my kids will probably sit down and watch it. Yeah.
2: Well, fingers crossed for that. Just the last question we always ask is uh, what what do you like watching on TV when you're not working? What's your favourite kind of stuff to binge?
3: Well, I like to what we like if we can get hold of like uh, Gomorrah was like just sensational, so we kind of went through all of those. Uh, succession we have enjoyed recently, and then complete through through. At the other end like uh, the real housewives of cheshire the real housewives of melbourne can i just say if you... I
2: wouldn't have had you down as a fan of these
3: oh terrible i mean i don't my <laughs> i'm not going to blame this on my wife clara but you know she's let i've gone into a room and she's watching the telly i gone, oh God, you can't possibly be one and then i'm i'm hanging around and then i'm hooked and it's all uh, yeah some sort of constructed reality is it though what they call it but yeah there you know that the other end of that is quite just for absolute nonsense and also personalities and stuff, I rather like that. Uh, and then a really good documentary like the one about cats was,
2: yes, the Netflix yeah. one,
3: yeah, it was. But I think that's what's great at the moment. I mean, and that was an amazing because it's amazing biography of a, an individual, it's quite shocking. But I think in the format that we've got now, in terms of binge watching, that's one of the great things. Is you can go in quite deeply into a subject, and that's born out in podcasts like you're doing, and born out in you know, longer format shows. The audiences like detail, and they like stories, and they'll, you, if you give them detail over a very long, a long case, they'll they'll want all of it.
2: That's great. Thanks very much, Jason.
3: My pleasure.
1: McDonald and Dodd starts on Sunday night on ITV at eight o'clock and both episodes will be available to watch on the ITV hub as well. So once again this week our friend Amy Jones from Paddy Power is here with us to give us the very latest TV odds. Thanks for joining us Amy. Hey thank you for having me. So there's been a lot of talk about Bill Turnbull joining Susanna Reid on Good Morning Britain this week. Jeffers was writing about this, weren't you? I
2: was very excited. Yeah, both friends of mine. So, yeah, it's great, great great to see him back from my point of view. Yeah.
1: So this has prompted some some betting, hasn't it?
4: Yeah, it has. And actually, as soon as kind of the first, the first time he appeared on it this week, we immediately started getting requests for odds on it. We immediately saw people tweeting about it and stuff like that. So we thought we'd price a few things up. Um, and actually, the most likely thing we've got, and that's an even money shot, is Bill and Piers to actually present an episode together. So, that, What do you think of that?
1: That's such a good um, or bad odds, whichever way around it is. It seems like such a, a cert to you guys. But I think that seems really unlikely. What do you think, Jeffers?
2: Yeah, I mean, I when I was down there, Bill was making very much the point that this is only a one off. He's only going to do a few shows. But I think he was also doing that to sort of couch and see how he felt at the end of the week. If he does it again, it's most likely going to be with Susanna again. They've obviously got the sort of chemistry and they did the BBC together. But maybe as a one-off, possibly they might do this because Bill was sort of mocking the way Piers presents and was making a play that Susanna will get to speak more when he's on. So I think they make a very unlikely couple, but, but perhaps as a one-off, I think I think the odds are a bit short there, to be honest.
4: Yeah, I think definitely it'd be a one off. I think more likely is him to get a permanent role on the show. So that's two to one. And that isn't necessarily as a main presenter, that is just a permanent role of some sort. Uh, That's two to one for him to feature. Um, And it's eight to one for him to replace Piers permanently, which has been a lot of calls for.
2: I noticed that on social media, there was a lot of people saying they preferred it. But but I think the the danger is then is it, it it was quite similar to a BBC breakfast show. And I guess the big point is that ITV and GMB, they want to sort of be an antidote or, or the opposite of BBC breakfast, I guess, and not be quite as safe and be a bit more opinionated. So... I'm not sure that's going to happen.
1: No, I can't see it really. And you've got you've got some good odds on Bill and Susanna leaving and starting up on BBC Breakfast again, haven't you? Yeah, we have. That's sixteen to one.
4: So that's the, the mo- that seems the least likely of everything. But we actually got quite a lot of requests for this one, and uh, I think it was kind of a bit of a memory lane thing, maybe seeing them together and people thinking, oh, I'd like to see that again. So yeah, sixteen to one for them to leave and rejoin BBC Breakfast together.
1: See, I think more like a hundred to one. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it, but
2: again, it's, it's quite difficult to see it happening. Um susanna has been, I think she moved to 2014 or something like that. She's certainly been at ITV now for a number of years. So the idea for going back to the BBC and also probably having to take a pay cut to go back to the BBC. And I just, going to
1: Salford. Yeah,
2: going to Salford again. It's unlikely. Um, I think, think, think what, um, what we've both said is, is the most likely thing that happened is maybe I think they'll end up doing some more shows together on ITV.
4: Definitely. And I think maybe our traders were being a little bit uh, scaredy cat this week with these. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but let's talk about Ant and Deck as well, because Saturday Night Takeaway is back. It's always one of the biggest shows
4: on telly. What are your Ant and Deck odds this week, Amy? got all sorts here so one that really amazed me from our traders and they've given this an 85% chance and that is at one to six and that's for Ant and Deck to both be knighted um at any point that is and then for them to be knighted this year is as short as nine to four so so really short odds there on them to be knighted what, what do you make of that wow
1: I think it's a bit early I'm not sure about this year
2: yeah, I think, I think it, it sounds like something that could, that could happen one day. Sir Anton Sadek, I can sort of see the front, <laughs> the front page headline now. Um, they do do a lot of work with the Prince's Trust and that kind of thing. So I, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility. But yeah, like you say, this year maybe a little bit too soon. The other thing I wondered about was maybe um, with Takeaway doing so well, whether they might try and get a Christmas special out of it. Have you, have you got the odds on that as well?
4: Yeah, very short there. So six to four, a little bit under two to one for them to do a Christmas special. So our traders are definitely fancying that that one will happen. And I, I could see that one, especially with, with how popular it is.
1: And some interesting odds. They're so tied into ITV, but you've got some odds on them going elsewhere and they're quite short as well, I think.
4: Yeah, we have, and I think it had been kind of spoken about or rumoured before, and that's them either making a show for Amazon, which is out at 6 to 1, so not quite as likely, but odds on 8 to 15, 6, 5% chance of them making a show for Netflix, which is quite interesting, really short odds, but that's obviously ever, that isn't necessarily this year or whatever, so that's at any point. Um, so maybe at any point you could see it, but like you say, you just associate them with ITV so much.
2: Yeah, I spoke to them at the NTAs about this because they're, they're, they're sort of negotiating a contract at the moment, and um, I think they will stay with ITV definitely for the next couple of years, but there's definitely been interest from these streaming guys, and why wouldn't there be such, you know, such big audiences for all their shows? So I think it's at one point or another that they could make a show for what, for Amazon or Netflix, but it's how long you want to wait for your payout as well. If you're, if you're putting a lot of money on, you've got, you might be waiting sort of 10 years for, for this show to happen.
1: I can't see it. I can't see it. They're they're ITV through and through. I can't see them on Netflix, but maybe it'll happen. Thanks very much, Amy. That was Amy Jones from Paddy Power. That's almost it for this episode of Series Linked, but we can't let you go without a couple of telly recommendations from me and Jeffers. So go on then, Jeffers, you go first. What's caught your eye?
2: I'm tipping this blind, actually. It's the trip, and uh, the trip to Greece this time is going to be on March the 3rd on Sky. It's the same old thing as Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, but it's just... The sort of TV I really love. I find it really easy to watch. It's it's quite samey, I guess. If you if you've liked it before, you're going to like it again. But the thing is, they've said uh, at, the, at the launch for for Sky the other week that this will be the last series. Um, and so I think it's going to go up on the top. There's going to be lots of impressions in there from Rob, no doubt. Lots of joking between them. And it, they say it's fictionalised, but I think it's basically Steve and Rob going on holiday and eating lots of nice food. But it's just something just I really enjoy watching.
1: <laughs> but it's also gorgeous as well. And that makes me sound middle-aged to be talking about the scenery in a TV programme. But it always looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, and it's directed by Michael Winspot. and he always does a good job with, with both TV and film. So I think it's, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, what, what are you tipping up?
1: So I'm excited. I've been excited about this for a long time. Dawn French and Julie Hesmantholz together. Already I'm excited. Good start, yeah. Uh, This is The Trouble with Maggie Cole. It's on ITV next week. Um, And it's Dawn French plays someone who's a bit of a gossip. She's harmless, but she kind of gets carried away and excited. She works as a sort of local historian and she's approached by a radio uh, station to do an interview. So she thinks it's about her job. And then she gets a little bit drunk in the pub with this journalist and starts slagging off everyone in the village. She invites everyone around for a barbecue to to listen to her do this broadcast. And they obviously hear her laying into everyone, but not in a mean way. She's just going, oh, you'll never guess what this person did or whatever. Their faces drop. Drama happens. I can't keep a secret. I'm a total gossip. So I can totally imagine this happening to me. Uh, And Dawn French is just brilliant at this kind of thing, where she's funny and light, but then she can just switch on emotion and i just i love watching her and things like this it's a great cast again it's set in cornwall it looks nice uh and i think people are going to get really into it sounds great that's next wednesday for anyone who fancies watching that thanks jeffers that's all we've got time for this has been the series linked podcast if you've enjoyed it and obviously we hope that you have go on do us a favor leave us a five star rating i know it's a pain but it would really help us out And if you'd leave us a review, we would totally love you. Uh, And make sure you've subscribed as well so you can catch the next episode when it drops on Thursday morning. For now, though, bye-bye. See you next week. Muddy Knees
0: Media